Welcome to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. My name is Aminta Geisler, and I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you talking about God's Word and applying it to real-life situations. The goal of this podcast is to inspire you and equip you to run the race of faith well, one practical step at a time. Because just like a weight is useless if a person doesn't pick it up and do the workout, so faith will be useless if a person doesn't do the work of putting their spiritual knowledge into action. Together, let's go beyond learning into implementing, one practical step at a time, and let's grow stronger in our faith. Today on the show, one of my favorite writer friends, Angie Nippert, is joining me to address a problem that's growing exponentially in our culture, reaching almost epidemic proportions. I'm talking about burnout. More than ever, people are running on empty, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Can you relate? I know I can. There's just never seems to be enough time in the day. So here's my question. Do you have a strategy for refueling when this happens? Most people don't. Or maybe they have a strategy, but it isn't working very well. So how can we refresh and refill our weary, worn out, and empty tanks? If you're tired, overstretched, underslept, or stressed out, this podcast is for you. Angie's expertise as a college professor, her experience as a working mom, and the success of her personal revitalization make her an excellent resource for people in need of refreshment. Welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Thanks. Let's pray before we start. Father, thank you for who you are and all that you are. Thank you for how you love and provide for us. Will you send your spirit to be with us during this time? Give us eyes to see you, ears to hear you, and hearts that are courageous enough to follow you. We love you and trust you. Amen. Well, Angie, as I was getting ready for the show today, I did a little research, and the results that I found were astounding when it comes to people being weary and feeling burned out. So I'm learning a little bit about why you're so passionate <laughs> about what you do. I want to hear the research. Well, the, the most recent Gallup poll of 7,500 people found that 23% of them reported feeling burned out always, and 44% feel burned out sometimes. Now, that is almost 75% of people who are living on empty. It's sad. It is, it's a crazy number. There's a Deloitte study that just came out that found that 77% of people say they feel burned out at their job, which I guess isn't surprising. No. And there's a Harvard Business Review that found one in five people at high risk for burnout. These are not good statistics. Not at all. <laughs> and really, it's unfortunately becoming the norm. But what was even more interesting to me is that these studies found that most of these people and their workplaces had wellness programs in place. However, they weren't working. They were ineffective. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? I mean, our culture is running at a pace it can't sustain, and then we're utilizing these strategies that are ineffective to battle burnout. And that's what brought me to you. And Yay. that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show today, because you have a very unique, um, different way of looking at how to solve this problem and set people on the path to wellness. And I know it has benefited me and helped me. And so I'm excited to share it today because clearly your message needs to be heard. So let's start with your story. Can you just share a little bit with our listeners of how you came to be a passionate advocate uh, for helping people that are burned out? Yeah, so I guess... Um, in short, I was one of those statistics <laughs> not too many years ago. Um, 
It's probably been seven years. I was, as you said, I was a college professor and um, just just living life really off balance and super mm-hmm. stressed. Um, and because you have kids, be, so yes, you're juggling. I do have kids. I've got three kids, and my husband travels a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just, I was just trying to juggle it all. I was trying to be this career woman, and I was trying to be a you know present, loving mom, <laughs> and sometimes the only parent who and, was around. Yes, yes. And at that point, it was often the only parent around. And um, it was it was just too much for me. I just couldn't mm. do it. And so for many nights, I would think, "Gosh, is this really all there is to life?" Mm. I mean, it was just it was just not a good feeling. I knew for three years I needed to make a change, but I was so fearful to make yes. that change. Um, it's all I knew, right? I mean, I I'd gone to school for way too many years <laughs> <laughs> to um, just quit. And then I was like, "Well, then what? I was what am I gonna do?" And sadly, I ha- I really struggled with wanting to just be a stay-at-home mom. And I know that sounds really bad and sad, um, but I, my identity was so wrapped up mm-hmm. into my professional career yes. to say that I'm just going to give it all up was really hard for me. For sure. And so um, I finally decided, this is about f- uh, about four years ago, I finally decided I needed to be done. Mm. Um, and a lot of that had to do with some health issues that I started having. Yes, which are often the result. Exactly. Of because too of much stress. stress. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, I think that was a tipping point for me when my body was physiologically changing yes. at a cellular level that, okay, I have I have to do something about this. And so at the time, I was like, okay... What am I going to do? <laughs> um, and so I went back and got my um, health coaching certification um, from through Mayo, and I started my own business doing health coaching, wellness coaching. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about some of the changes that you made that ended up being effective, because I think there's a lot of suggestions out there for what people can do to find health. But I feel like you've done some unique things to help bring more of a healing to your soul, your weary soul. Yeah, a restoration, I like to call it. Yes. Yeah. So for the 10 years that I, you know, was trying to kind of do it all and balance it all, um, my Bible sat on my nightstand (laughs) and night after night it sat on my nightstand and I never opened it Mm. until I finally quit and I was I remember distinctly thinking I wonder what God has to say about how to live life Hmm. and so I I just I just opened it and I was blown away by what God had to say I had no idea absolutely no idea that the Bible was filled with instructions on how to live your life. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, okay, I'm going to start here. And so I started right. doing what he recommends. And lo and behold, he completely restored me. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy how that, that works. God knew what we needed to do. <laughs> yes. And I think that's this is a big point. So I just want to pause here for a minute. I think you would maybe say, is this fair for me to summarize and say that getting into the word of God has has been the biggest change for you yeah. as far as finding restoration? Yes, absolutely. Um, when you get into the word of God, not only does it fill you, 
but it gives you a new perspective how to look at the world. Yes. And so because it fills me, I am able to do life better and I'm able to do life different and healthier, I like to say. Yes. Um, because he's just giving me a whole new way of looking at things and it's it changes everything. I love that. It is. It's so um, hope-filling. It's yeah. so inspiring. Um, I just, I love that. What does your time... You know, I think there's a lot of listeners that maybe struggle with, okay, well, I the Bible doesn't always make sense to me, or I don't have time to put it into that. So do you have like a loose parameter that you give your clients like, well, just start with 10 minutes a day, or here's a devotional that can aid aid you in helping to understand? I mean, I, I don't want to just turn people to devotionals. I think it's important that you're in the Word. In the but word. do you have some... Uh, helpful tips maybe around being in the word that have helped you uh, to make that time meaningful? Yeah, I actually found a Bible that I had to get because it's, it's, it was called Thrive. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is speaking to me. I have to get this. Yes. But in retrospect, I love the Bible because what I started to do is I just started from Genesis. I started at the very beginning and I just started reading through. But what the Thrive Bible does is they have 365 devotions mm. in oh, the Bible. And the their little letters, they're like love letters from God. And it's it's written in a way that it's God talking to you. And so it's taking, as you're reading the word, it's just taking that message and filling it kind of in a 21st century way of living but using the scripture as the truth and helping you readjust how you think. And love so it. I think the combination of the two really helped me. I love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so before I move on to the next question, I just want to reiterate and make sure we're clear with our listeners about the changes you did make, but you made a major career change. Yep. So you work a significant less amount of hours than you did before. Yep. You spend time in the word daily. Yep. Are there, are there any other changes that you made that have really been impactful and helpful? Yeah. So in addition to being in the Word, I journal every morning. Mm. And my journaling is like my prayer to God. Mm. Um, it really helps me stay focused. Yes. Because when I'm not journaling and not writing, I very much am like, <laughs> woo, woo. I, mom brain. It's yeah, always mom brain. going. Yeah. What do I have to do? Um, and so that has really helped. And that's just... I find journaling just to be super therapeutic and I just, you know, open my heart up and I'm just like, okay, God, here I am today. Um, this is what I'm reading in the word, you know, please change me to be more like you mm -hmm. and, you know, I see where I need to be. Um, so journaling has helped me incredibly, but also the margin. I tried to reduce the margin of my oh, life. Like yes. you said, I'm not working crazy amount of hours and I'm just trying to, simplify my life so that it's it's just yes less less of everything I think another theme I see on your um, social media feeds is Sabbath yeah so do you want to speak to that a little bit too just how you've embraced Sabbathing yeah so Sabbath rest is something that God talks about a ton in the a Bible ton. yes you have no look no further than Genesis and you <laughs> probably see a hundred references to the Sabbath rest and um that's just something that it's I'm not going to lie. It's something that's really hard for me to do, to yes. take one day to rest. But it's a commandment that God wants us to do. And I'm trying to live each day and trying to teach my family to live one day a week where we just disconnect and unplug. Um, 
from the world and from our duties and responsibilities of life to just um, reset ourselves mm. and renew ourselves. We've tried to embrace that as a family too in the last six months of just taking back a Sabbath day. Yeah. Boy, is it hard to lay it down and not to be legalistic about it, but just to lay it down and say, okay, God, we're going to just breathe. And um, my husband said, likes to say that I'm good at a lot of things and resting is not one of them. Yeah. So it has been a real challenge for me, but I think there is we definitely see fruit from it in the whole rest of the week if we will be obedient enough to Sabbath. Absolutely. And I have found that if I can get out of my house, I do a much better job of resting. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> otherwise it's very easy to see so my true. computer or the laundry or the dusting yes. or whatever that needs to be done. Absolutely. My husband had to implement a fend for yourself Sunday and because I would spend time then in the kitchen or cooking or cleaning up or so it's basically cereal nights. I uh, love on it. Sundays, but it was like that. fend for yourself. That's what I so even like the two year old is, you know, pawn through the cupboard grabbing lucky charms or something super healthy. But that's it's what okay. we do. Yeah. Yep. So it, let's just bring it before we move on, let's bring it back to this. If someone were to come to you and be weary, what would be your top three pieces of advice for them to do if you know if they were coming to you and say Angie I'm I'm really burned out what what should I do what would be your what would you say to them as kind of your encouraging answer yeah um absolutely number one has to be getting in the word um when you do it it doesn't matter but I find mornings to be really helpful because it starts the day off right and it just fills you and it helps you center yourself, ground yourself into what you need to do that day. So I think getting in the word is absolutely critical. I, I'm a big advocate of journaling. I think journaling is therapeutic. I think it's so helpful. And I think it's a great way to talk to God and hear how God talks to you. Um, the third one I think would be about prioritizing um, your life, just really figuring out what is most important in your life, mm-hmm. and then simplifying to make those things the most important and try not to add a whole bunch of other things onto it. There's a whole iceberg there waiting to be (laughs) talked about. So let's kind of talk about that. When people come to you and they're burnt out, what are the, what is the common mistake that you see them making? And I think it's going to tie to what you just said. Yeah, I think it's a lot of, um, trying to do it all. Yes. So whether that's for themselves, but also maybe if they're a mom or even a dad, um, you know, doing everything for their children too. So their children has to be involved in everything and they have to be involved in everything. And everybody in the family now is overflowing with responsibilities. And as the mom, I'll speak for myself as a mom, you're in charge of keeping everybody together and getting them here and there. And, um, that's exhausting. Yes. It's just too much on your plate. Totally. And I think they're, you know, FOMO, people laugh about it, fear of missing out, but it's a real thing. And I think our society has like stricken from a sickness of it is that we don't, well, if so-and-so's kid is in four sports and plays year round, then our kid has to be in four sports. Or if so-and-so is doing eight reviews for the ACT, then our kid has to do Mm -hmm. eight review tests, you know, planning sessions for the ACT. And so I think it it is a real thing. It's a comparison thing um, that I don't think social media helps very much because we see what everybody's doing on social media. And then we're, we feel this, inadequacy or this lack because we're not doing all those things. And then we just add things and it's just things. Yeah. 
Right. Things that are not bad. We're not saying that these are bad things, but maybe they're not the most prioritized things in that specific season of your life. Yes. You know, our family, I should run this by you, but our family set a family vision and a family mission. And we run all new activities through that filter before we decide if we're going to do it or not. And if it meets the family mission of loving each other, loving God, or loving others then we'll do it, you know, fulfilling God's purpose for your life. But if it doesn't, if it's just more noise, then we have found a new freedom in saying no. So that's really been helpful for our family to just be intentional. We had to do something. Yeah. You know, we have four kids. We're like, it would never stop otherwise. Mm-hmm. So we've tried to filter through that. I don't know if... I love that. You got to do a podcast on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I can learn. Maybe I will. Oh, I'm learning from you. So that won't be... <laughs> So much about what we hear about in society. I just want to talk about this because you talked about it a little bit as a mom. It's too much to do all of it. And society has a lot of good messages, <laughs> what they say would be good, for moms about self, taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. And while I'm not against a, a mom especially or a parent or someone taking care of themselves, you have a different spin on self-care that I think is really important that I would love to share with our listeners today. So can you talk a little bit about that, the difference in your version of self-care? Yeah. So it kind of goes back to my story. Um, you know, when I quit my job and I'm trying to get healthier and trying to figure get my health back, honestly, um, I when I didn't take care of myself, I knew I needed to start taking care of myself. And that looked like a lot of different things. Um, but our, the message the world gives is that you should, you know, go out for dinner or go have a manicure or a pedicure, or go get a massage, go on vacation. Yes. And while all those things are fabulous and we shouldn't ignore those right. and we should continue to do them, what I have found is that they just don't fill you up. It's not a lasting fulfillment. It's very much a short-lived. And so um, I love retail therapy. So, you know, I love to go out and maybe buy something. Um, It definitely kicks in and I feel good for a little bit, but it's not lasting. But when you take care of your soul, yes, that is when it becomes a lasting fulfillment. And that's what I think self-care should be. It's not about so much you, it's about fulfilling your soul and just yes. weeding through that soul. My pastor likes to say that your soul is like your garden. And so you kind of have to weed it and kind of nurture yes. it and water it. And the way to do that is to be with God is, you know, to read the word and pray and journal and um, be in a church community. Maybe, a, you know, go to church, go have a small group. I mean, that's the way you nurture your soul. Which in the end is going to be more restorative. Absolutely. Not that we as Christians need to avoid wonderful things like manicures and pedicures or vacations or massages. Those are all good things, but just to not stop there, but to take time to not just take care of self, but do soul care as well. Absolutely. And that's where healing and deeper... um, restoration power lies. Yes. And I think that if you focus on soul care, you won't really need to do self-care. Self-care. Because soul care is self-care. 
Totally. Yeah. I've found that in my own life. I was talking to you about that before we started the show today, just that uh, it used to be so filling for me to go get a manicure and get all dressed up and go out with friends. And now when I find myself empty, that is not what I run to. I run to my sweatpants (laughs) and my Bible. Yeah. And maybe another good book. And I spend some time alone and with God. Mm -hmm. And it really does... um, fill me up way more than the other. So, but it has been a journey and a process and I'm not bad talking girls night out because we all know we need that, but I, I, um, it's just different. It becomes different because you, the difference in the amount of healing you feel is so different. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So do you still, let me ask you this. We're going to get real for a second. Do you still find yourself getting weary? And if so, what do you do when that happens? Because you are so intentional and you're, you know, if listeners start following you, they'll see on your feed, you're intentional to be speaking about this and writing about this, but do, do you, does it still happen to you? Oh, absolutely. I don't think you can get away with it. Um, it happens a lot less than it used to, but it still does definitely take its toll. I, get, I still get weary. I still get exhausted. But I think the difference is now I know my signs. I know the signs when I'm starting to get dangerously low and I can then stop and start restoring myself again because I have, I know what I need to do in order to fill myself up. So I think that's the biggest thing is, um, weariness, I think will just be a part of everybody's life. Absolutely. We can't change that. Exactly. And so it's just a matter of knowing what signs, um, you have for when you're dangerously low and then having that plan to fill yourself back up. Right. Cause I think there's probably a lot of people out there listening that are like, this is great, but I can't quit my job. You know, yes. or I, I'm not at a place where I can do that. But like you said, it, when you f- start to see the signs, you can find ways to then stop, take a breath and do the things that fill you back up. Absolutely. And then maybe start to learn and grow and get to a place where you're ready and brave enough to make some bigger changes. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So if people would like to hear more about this, or if we have some listeners that are out there that are really burnt out, I do want to just bring to light that Angie is a wonderful coach and she has helped and mentored so many people on a journey back to wellness. Where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on, my website is AngieNipper.com, um, and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Um, so you can find Under me that there. name. Yes. So it's A-N-G-I-E-N-I-P-P-E-R-T, AngieNipper.com. So if you are loving what you're hearing and in need of more and in need of daily encouragement, I would highly recommend that you head to her site and check out those things. Uh, You really will find encouragement for refreshment for your soul. Angie, one last thing before we go, what is your favorite verse and why? So I love Psalms 23, and this is probably no surprise. (laughs) Um, Love it. Very fitting. (laughs) Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He caused me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Mm. And I think I love this verse so much is because this is what God has done for me. Mm. And this is what I want God to do for so many other people who are just living life completely exhausted. And I guess I'm I'm passionate about helping other people realize that there's a different and a better way to live and you don't have to live that way. 
um, and God through his truths will show you the way. Mm, amen. <laughs> I love that. Um, I was just studying my Bible a little bit this morning, going through it, and I found this, and I thought of you actually. Psalm 1, verses 2 and 3. But they who delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. And I think that's what you have learned and mm-hmm. seen the fruit of in your life and what you want to help other people find. Yeah. And I just, I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking time to be here today. Yes. What a... What a wonderful learning experience to be able to talk to you and discuss this idea of weariness that is just so, I know, prevalent in my own life. So thank you. Thank you so much. Love to be here. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Mint. I hope you are inspired by what you heard and that you are able to glean some practical next steps to help you run the race of faith. Living according to God's truth isn't easy, but it's worth it. So let's do this faith journey together. I invite you to join us next time when we discuss how to take care of a caregiver. I know so many of us, when someone that we know is hurting or sick, we want to step in and help, but we don't always know how, and we don't always remember to take care of the person taking care of the sick person. So if you have someone in your life that you want to know how to take better care of, make sure you tune in to our next episode. It is going to be full of great things. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the Mint Podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Mint Podcasts are a production of Reckless Abandoned Ministries, an organization that is insanely focused on loving God and loving others. Ram is passionate about helping to eliminate hunger and homelessness among youth, and we invite you to join us in giving the pursuit of crazy love away to those who need it most. Information opportunities, as well as other Reckless Abandon event information can be found at amintageisler.com. <laughs>